Welcome back to another episode of the Outsider Sports Baseball Podcast. First real off-season, non-World Series, non-season type of show. Last week we wrapped up the World Series, did some gold glove stuff. And we're going to get more into the awards and a lot of the free agency stuff that we got going on because the baseball season never ends. Once the off-season happens, things start to go, and before you know it, pitchers and catchers are reporting. But Corey Jason, Ben Mandel, John Pauline here to break down some of the big names that we got going on. Guys, I'm going to go in reverse order. I got 15 free agents. I'm going to go from what I determined to be the least of the 15 all the way up to the top just so we can save some of the better stuff for later and go that way. So the first free agent I'm going to mention, mention a contract if you guys think, uh, if you have an idea of what he should make or really a best fit team also. But first off, we're going to go Seth Lugo. He's a right-handed pitcher from the Padres, and this is going to be his 30-year, age 33 season. Lugo split time as a starter and a reliever over his career. I still think he's on a two-year type deal where he's got to really prove it. I think Seth Lugo, Here's the. it really depends, right? If he is a starter and you're signing him for starter money, it cannot be more than two years. If you are signing him as a reliever, I think you can give him three to four, maybe even push it for five. But if it's five, you have a very low AAV. That takes him to 38 years old. As I a reliever. As, as, a, as a reliever. reliever. As a reliever, I think you can get three with an option for four, a club option, but I can't imagine him getting anything more. I, I agree that the market just isn't going to be there for him. I don't think it will be, but you saw what he's a dynamic reliever. If he is out of the bullpen, he can be a dynamic reliever. And that's the thing for Seth Lugo. If you, if he says, you know what, I will go to the bullpen. That might be where my, the best uh, situation is for me contract wise. I honestly don't think it is though, because of the way starting pitchers are going to get paid with the lack of starting pitching depth around the entire league. Now let's go to uh, Marcus Stroman, you know, right-hander, played with the Cubs. He is age 32 season. Somebody who has really not killed his value, but really disrupted disrupted what teams are going to be in on him and how much he can make. Because two of the biggest money market teams are the Yankees and Mets. And based on past comments and his own shortcomings, not to talk about his height, but his mental aptitude, because he's soft. I know I said that a lot really need to drive that point home he had taken them out of the running he's not going to make a lot of money because if those two teams are in it drives the price up that's why one of the collusion type deals that you never hear teams talk about is if they're in or out on a guy because if they're a team says they're out on a player it's considered collusion because it drives the price down knowing who's in and who's out stroman is doing that to himself i think he gets a three-year deal maybe four whether it's from the cubs where he just came from, or I think he goes back home to the Blue Jays. They need pitching bad. And I think that would be a nice full circle moment where he ends his career there. I think Stroman is is another one of those guys who, you know, as a starter, you're going to get paid as a starting pitcher. I I do agree that I think that he has his value is very much shot. And that's mostly because he hasn't had a fully healthy season, in, I think, since before the pandemic. Um 
Stroman has struggled to stay on the field. I don't know if he's hit 200 innings ever. Uh, if he has, again, that's before 2019. He's always um, had blister issues on his hands, too. It's, he's he's someone who has never been able to stay healthy. And even when he is healthy, he's not a dominant power pitcher. He's a finesse guy. He's not going to go strike a ton of guys out. I like his competitiveness. I, I was a fan of Marcus Stroman as a Met fan when he was on the team. I loved the way he went out and competed. He was just never on the field, and that alone is going to tank your value. I do agree with Corey that, you know, in recent years, he definitely has worn a little bit. I think, you know, that competitiveness that he had, it was always mixed with some whining and a little bit of that softness. Now it's – there's just no fire anymore. So no. I, I think – Honestly, Corey, Toronto does seem like a good fit because that's exactly who Toronto brings in as their starting pitchers. Yeah, um, I agree with you guys. But I mean, there's not a lot of like quality starting pitchers in the league anymore. So even if you get a guy and that's even like average and below average, that can just eat innings up. I mean, teams will still shell out some money for them just because just they need pitchers to eat innings and stuff. But I do think, you know, probably best fit with the Blue Jays. I mean, it's always nice when you see a, like a player come full circle, but I, I don't know if he's going to get a, a big bag though. I So I do want to throw another team out and it's specifically just because I don't want us all to say the Blue Jays for Marcus Stroman. Look at an American League team, American League West. Look at the defending champs, Texas. They're going to need to bring in some pitching. That. I can see that too, for sure. Mm-hmm. So next guy, Lucas Giolito, righty, played for three teams last year, Cleveland, Angels, and the White Sox, got DFA'd a couple times. It'll be his age 29 season. He's somebody that has shown flashes, that has a lot of talent, but was never able to really put it together. I think he's a one-year deal with a mutual, if not a team option for a second year. Kind of just as a show me, see what you got. I can see him returning to the White Sox. Really any of the teams he played for, even a Texas, like you said, with Stroman, just a team that needs bodies in the in the arm, in the uh in the uh rotation. Look, this is a Lucas Giolito would have been a Will Pond special this offseason. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is the exact kind of guy that they would bring in on a veteran minimum deal that nobody wanted, right? I don't think that I think someone's gonna take a shot at him again because of the lack of starting pitching depth around the league. Yeah. It's gonna be a one year deal. It's not going to be a lot of money. I think somewhere in between the, the maybe ten to twelve million dollar range. Yeah. Um, that's right around where Giolito will be. Now, you want to look at Giolito's just path to get here. I'm pretty sure he was traded for Adam Eaton. Yes, he was with the Nationals. Yes. So he was a top pitching prospect with the Nationals and then traded for Adam Eaton. He has shown flashes and he's had some solid seasons, even last year before he was sent to the Angels. Yeah. He was having a good season. The talent's there. He just can't put it together fully. And I think the setbacks last year were really alarming because it had looked like he had gotten to at least a consistent point the last couple of years. It's just not there anymore for Giolito in terms of a team looking for him. I, I, I agree. I think the Angels, I think the Guardians. I could honestly see a team like Pittsburgh who wants to bring yeah. in a veteran pitcher cheap. The Cardinals are another one. I feel like you can see even like almost any team that just needs some arms in their, you know, in the rotation there until some of the younger pitchers come up. Just I mean, not a top tier team, though. No, but you're looking at like just teams that are just waiting, you know, like they need a guy to kind of be like a placeholder, yeah. kind of like a 
in between guy until they had their arms are ready. Now I'm going to bring the next two together because one, I don't think the first guy I'm going to mention is going to get anything more than a one-year deal. And then the second guy is a lot more interesting. So the first one is Michael Walker, right-handed pitcher, played with San Diego, age 32 season. I feel like we can all agree it's a one-year, nothing deal. You know, he's just another arm, doesn't have the talent level. The same deal he signed the last four years. Pretty much. <clears throat> Eduardo Rodriguez, though, who opted out of his deal with the Tigers, he's somebody that's pretty interesting. We talked about last week him opting out, how he doesn't have a geo- geographical preference anymore which is odd after he said he doesn't want West Coast during the trade deadline. But he blamed his family, and I think that might have been just disrupting his family to go to the West Coast in the middle of the year. But lefty, Detroit, 30 years old. I can see him signing a three- or four-year deal, maybe going home to Boston is uh, is where I see they need that. They're familiar with him. I can see that. The Dodgers would be a very funny signing for him. Even Baltimore really needs arms, and he's somebody I could see fitting there, too. Yes, Corey. This guy is going home to the American League East. And the one team you didn't mention, and it may be because I think they maybe they don't go and spend big money on pitching this offseason because they did last year. There's no way the New York Yankees do not give Eduardo Rodriguez a call. A left-handed I I, pitcher. I, I I don't think he's the guy they're going after. I I, I Look, any any kind of left-handed starter needs to be contacted by the Yankees because you need good left-handed pitching have in that building. Two of our five uh, starters are lefty. How healthy were they last year? That's last year. This exactly. Is this year. Yeah, but you're not you going to You have no, Rodon, and then you I'm have. Worried, I, that's why I. How did I preface this? I said they may not be wanting to go spend more big money on pitching. Oh, they but will. If they are, if they, they are. He's not and the Eduardo players. Rodriguez has to be a call. I don't even think he's top five on the list for the Yankees. I think he. you have to be calling a lefty. I don't I care that two don't of your are, five, you need as many lefties don't think as you can. I also don't think he's that good, personally. No, I I, he's a lot. Again, left, game, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I know left-handed left starter in that building is what you need. You need as many left-handed yes. starting pitchers in that building. lefty, though. If you're going to go lefty as a Yankee, there's a different lefty on this list. I think you you go after first, if not two more lefties ahead of it's, Rodriguez. There's 29 other teams. I'm just saying every single lefty that's available, that's oh, a premier market. That's what I'm, that's what I'm like, saying. I, I, I don't think there's any real interest for him. I disagree. I think if, if he's their best option, that's what they're going with. John, anything? Uh, you know, honestly, I can see teams like I can see maybe the Phillies put in an offer, give him a call yeah, just to see if they can too. get him. Because, I mean, especially if they can't re-sign Nola. I, mean, I was going to say, especially with especially Nola. If they can't re-sign Nola, they probably give him a call. I can even see, like, the Orioles. You can I could probably even see, you know, maybe maybe the Cardinals. Not, maybe the Diamondbacks. Everyone needs pitching. I mean, any, I mean almost everyone. everyone needs pitching. No such pitching. thing is too much pitching. There's no such thing, especially nowadays. Well, look at what the the Mets went in last year. We said they had great starting pitching depth with, what, their seven, eight starting yeah. pitchers that we thought were major league caliber starters, and they ended up with no pitching depth by July. I don't even think they have a full five going into the season right now that you can – No, they don't, and that, and that was mm, – that was just brutal. Next up, we got Sonny Gray. He's in the Cy Young conversation. He's a finalist. We're going to touch on that in a little bit. Right-handed pitcher, pitch for Minnesota. This is age 33 season. 
I see him returning to Minnesota. I don't see them letting him leave the building. I don't see him wanting to go anywhere else, to be honest. He, that's he's where a, he's found some success. Yeah. He's a guy that's been known that he can't pitch in a big market with a big fan base. Hasn't been successful with the Yankees. He was good with the Reds, but just all the, some of the other teams he's gone to just, it wasn't there. Oakland, he was good. He was great with, but I think Minnesota is the biggest market in a successful team. How do you let a guy that's a Cy Young caliber player walk away like that well, when you're a playoff team? Minnesota can't afford to let go of the pitching right now. Yes. Next up, we got Clayton Kershaw, Dodger great. He's a lefty. We all know that. Age 35 season. Three options for him. I don't think there's anything other than returning to the Dodgers on a one-year deal, going home to Texas on a one-year deal if the Dodgers don't want him, or he retires. I don't think any other team has a chance. I don't think Texas should even be in the running, to be honest. With you. I understand going home, but it should just be Dodgers or bust. Dodgers are bust, and that's what I feel. But I feel like him going home, you have to at least mention it as a possibility. Well, now, how does he take a big discount to go and just play with the Dodgers, the amount of money he's made? Do you think he just signs a veteran minimum deal, or do you think oh. he tries and gets some money? He's somebody that'll make. 15 to 20 that's, million I think. exactly that's what i mean so like I think the dodgers give it to him that's i i wouldn't be surprised but at the same time the dodgers payroll is getting really high and there are more guys that they're just gonna have to keep on paying especially considering well the dodgers window is not closed right they're they're no. going for it again yeah that means they have to make a change because the same thing has now happened two years in a row so they're gonna have to go out and get a big time pitcher and I think there's one out there that they'll get in addition to keeping Kershaw. But the next guy in the list, Josh Hader, lefty reliever, one of the best relievers in the game, pitched with the Padres after getting traded there from the Brewers. This is his age 29 season. We've seen in the past how paying relievers big money has almost never worked out. By the After the first year or two, they always falter, it seems. And he's going to hit that age 30. You never know what's going to happen to an arm. Relievers are fickle year to year. I think he gets a four-year deal from somebody. But I don't think it's going to be the Padres giving it to him. I see a team like Atlanta or the Phillies, a World Series caliber team. I see them paying him the money, hoping that it bolsters their bullpen. Yeah. Philly's Philly's the big one, um, but I think looking at another team as well, uh, it, you know, any really any team that's they're going to be in on it. It's a left-handed reliever, a dynamic left-handed reliever who can close games. Anytime you know you have someone like that who's as dominant as Josh Hader is, you know, he's going to he's going to make his money. I do agree. I think the Do- the Padres are in a position where you know especially now taking out this loan and you know all of the drama going on i know apparently they're not dealing soto this off season but it, it really just feels like the wheels are falling off for the san diego padres yeah. so i i agree i think giving josh Hader big money is not necessarily in the cards for them unless they just give him an insane aav over two years that he just physically cannot say no i really hope the phillies get him just because I, I mean, like to be fair, I mean the Phillies. I mean, even when like Kimber was there and he was like doing most in the clo- like the closing duties, like it didn't even feel like they had a true closer. And I think with Hater, that would be like the perfect fit. And the Phillies do have the money if they want to, they can shell out and get him. 
for like, you know, four, maybe, you know, four year deal. So, I mean, I think that would be almost great fit for him. And he gets to go to like a team that would be, you know, contending obviously for like world series and playoffs. So, I mean, I honestly think that's like the perfect fit. Next up, we got Matt Chapman, third baseman, Toronto, age 30 season. He's a guy that's been connected to a lot of teams. He's a platinum glove third baseman. The bat, you know, he started off hot. Lots of doubles. The home runs weren't there, but he strikes out at an insane rate. He's somebody who I want the Yankees to stay far, far away <laughs> from. Like, do not go anywhere near him. Don't even pick up the phone to to check it because that is a guy that will the Yankees will get sucked into and he would create so many more problems. I see him going back to Toronto. They traded for him. I think they need him there. Toronto, who I personally think's window is closed already. I don't think it's closing. I think it's closed. But he is somebody that I can see them retaining, just trying to get back to where they think they could have been. I just don't know where a strict third baseman who isn't doesn't have an insane bat can go to make big money because he doesn't have much, you know, versatility in the field. He's a great defender, no versatility, can't play anywhere else, and the bat doesn't warrant DH spot uh, well, for him. And here's here's the big key to look at: how much more valuable is an insane glove? compared to an average glove at third base. How many more runs do you save by having, let's say, a platinum gold glover at third base as opposed to the average third baseman who can go out there and hit you 20 home runs a season? And it's just not worth the payoff, especially with the amount of money. Exactly. Third base is supposed to be one of your big bat positions. And Matt Chapman... He had a couple good years in Oakland with the bat, but it's just not there. He's not a great hitter. He's just not. He can get hot. He can get streaky like anybody, but he's not a great hitter. He's an outstanding defender. He's not someone who, in my opinion, is worth more than $15 million a year. And even that's on the high side. And I think he will make more. I think he'll get closer to 20 mm-hmm. just because how inflated all these contracts are. Mm-hmm. But I think a team like Toronto, just because they have him, will be forced to pay him. Next up, we got Cody Bellinger, center field, first base. Cubs, this will be his age 28 season. He's a lot younger than a lot of people think. He's somebody that signed a prove-it deal with the Cubs after struggling with the Dodgers. Cubs maybe have fixed him with the bat. The glove was always there, but he did struggle towards the end after winning Rookie of the Year with the Dodgers in 17. Guy, I personally think the Yankees should be He won an MVP too, didn't he? I think he did. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a not the same year he won rookie of the year. No, I think it was the year after. He after year after. three, once he hit arbitration, is when he started to struggle. And really it was and, the pan like, yeah, the pandemic yeah. around there. And I think mm-hmm. he finally bounced back. He's a guy I think the Yankees should be all over, fills a lot of their needs. Lefty bat, first base, center field, premier defender in the outfield and at first. And I think most teams will be calling him because checks a lot of boxes in the bat. I can't say enough at how much it improved this past season to where you're thinking he might be back to what he was when he was younger with the Dodgers. And again, he's 28. He's got five more years, at least in his prime, if he can stay healthy and health hasn't been a terrible issue with him. So I think he's somebody that could get a seven year deal. Yeah. Bellinger's getting paid. He's getting paid. The Yankees are going to be knocking on the door. Um, Don't be surprised that the Dodgers even give him a call. 
I, yeah. I don't think that they would be opposed to that. I think they may even say they're sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think that the Cubs are definitely going to try to retain him. There's a reason they didn't trade him. Yeah. I think, you know, Craig Council coming in, they gave him the big money. I, that's a whole nother thing. I cannot believe that they did that, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think Bellinger's a hot commodity right now, and he is probably one of uh, the biggest bats on the market. That's not named Shohei Otani. Yeah, I agree. But I think he's definitely worth probably six, seven-year contract with some teams going to give him a lot of money. Because, I mean, for He'll how... be 20-plus. Yeah, easily. Like, almost minimum. Because <laughs> he, I mean, but he, like you said, he checks a lot of boxes for a lot of teams, and a lot of teams are just, you know... I think a lot of teams, like some of them feel like they're like maybe one bat away from competing. So, I mean, you're seven years s- at 25 per. So seven for 175 sounds very realistic. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he should be honestly in the Brandon Nimmo range. Yes, but it, it does look like Nimmo might've been overpaid. At this oh, point. Nimmo was 100% mm-hmm. overpaid, but he's better than Brandon Nimmo, in my opinion. Yes, he's better yes. defensively than Brandon Nimmo. He has more power than Brandon Nimmo. The only thing that Brandon Nimmo is supposedly better than him at is getting on base. And this is a big down year for Nimmo. He was yeah. hurt most of the year. We'll see. But I think he's going to turn around and say, that's what he got paid. That's where I should be. I just don't think Bellinger is a $200 million player. There aren't many who are, but there aren't many who are. Freddie Freeman wasn't, but that might have been also just as a strict first base when you can't pay those guys. That's why I think Pete Alonso is going to be one of the first ones to eclipse 200. And it's, and it's only be because hard. the Mets are going to give it to him. And in all honesty, when much. it comes to when it comes to Freddie Freeman, he the brave the Braves screwed his market. They the fact that they didn't even wait to go sign Olsen, like they traded for Olsen right away. Yeah. They signed him right away, like. It completely tanked Freddie Freeman's market because everyone thought Atlanta was going to drive the price up. So that's another thing there, too. But like you said, you can't pay first baseman the same. Now we're entering the top five free agents, at least in my opinion. Blake Snell, lefty from the Padres. Again, a lot of Padres getting uh, off the books. Maybe they won't need a loan next year. Age 30 season. It's going to be the first guy, I believe, to win the Cy Young in both leagues. Not the first guy, but the most recent. Because I'm sure it's been done before. But Max, right? Did Max win one in Detroit? Max had to have won it with Detroit. Let me see. He might not have. As I think he had, I think he did. But as you're looking that up, Blake Snell, I think is too old for a five-year deal, but a three-year deal with a fourth-year option. Take him to age 34. Think he'll get paid twenty to twenty five a year. Again, he's somebody that I see the Phillies, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Mets. These teams that need to, a pitcher, and he's as a lefty, somebody you call, like Ben was saying with Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I think the Dodgers, really any team that has any playoff aspirations outside of the Padres, will be calling to trying to get Blake Snell on their team. Ultimately, I do think Boston is where he goes. I think Boston's going to be on a big spending spree with the new GM. Though I think that's where Snell ends up. Again, anybody who wants a lefty, lefty starters, yeah. they're they're a premium. Uh, Scherzer did win one in Detroit mm-hmm. in 2013, yeah. and then he went back-to-back in 16-17, I believe. Yeah, so yes. he's not the first, but it is still a short, short list of players who have I have done. all the players. If... <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. 
Gaylord Perry, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Roy Holiday, and Max Scherzer. Yeah, it's a very short list, and Blake Snell doesn't seem like he fits with those guys, but he does in this regard. No, and Blake Snell, is a, he's always been underrated. Even when Blake Snell has been at the top of his game, he still doesn't get enough credit. I'm pretty sure his first Cy Young was the year DeGrom won his first Cy Young. Yeah, and and DeGrom, it was one of those, how did he Mm -hmm. never win one before? Yep. Yeah. No, Blake Snell is a, he's, he's going to get paid. He's going to be yeah. lefties are at a premium right now. Somebody I, who's going to get paid more though than Blake Snell, I think will be Aaron Nola righty from the Phillies age 30. I think he returns to Philly. If he doesn't, he's a Ranger or even a brave. I think those are the teams that are in on him. And I do think he comes, comes home to the Phillies. I don't think they let him leave. I'm hoping he stays with the Phillies, but I can see if they they don't sign him, I can see them pivoting to Blake Snell and trying to get him. Where does Austin Nola play? What team is that? What team is he? Uh, Padres. Padres, right? Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. So He's I think he could he could realistically just go there too. They, they they're not going to pay him. One. If they're not paying Snell, they're not paying him. Yeah, I mean he might, or maybe he comes cheaper than Snell. Well, I don't and- think he should. See, I I disagree. I think he should because again, I think a left-handed pitcher is more valuable. Especially, look at the amount of innings Nola has thrown the last few years compared to Blake Snell. Blake Snell comes from Tampa Bay and then San Diego, where he's been on a leash a bit. Five-inning man. Yeah. So you know, I think Blake Snell definitely is someone who has a little bit more tread on the tires. Yeah. And again, being a lefty. Now, I think I would be shocked if the Braves pivoted and tried to lock up someone else long-term that's not named Max Freed. Yes, I agree. I, I think that they're going to go after Freed first. But um, in terms of right-handed pitching, especially when they opted to bring back Charlie Morton again, um, I, I would I would be very, very intrigued if the Braves are big game hunting for a big right-hander before locking up Freed. Next up, we got Jordan Montgomery, the top lefty on this list. Texas, St. Louis, 30 years old. What's with that face? I I don't – I understand Jordan Montgomery had a few good outings in the postseason. How can you say that he is better than Blake Snell? How can you say he's the top lefty on this list? Hmm? Pitch deeper into a game. Blake Snell's up for a Cy Young, Corey. Yeah, and – Sonny Gray was 10th on this list. We have a couple other guys ahead of Sonny yeah, Gray. Yeah, but Sonny, Sonny Gray and Blake Snell are com- – an American League Cy Young is completely different than a National League Cy Young, and you and I both know that. You cannot say that Jordan Montgomery is better than Blake Snell. I can, and I did. That is absolutely atrocious. And he's going to get paid more than Blake Snell. And atrocious. Again, we'll see what ends up happening, who gets more. But Montgomery just coming into his own now as a pitcher. Again, postseason track record, does play with contracts. Snell doesn't really have that. It pretty good postseason in 20. Yeah, until he got taken out in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, but that wasn't his fault. He walked a lot of guys. He the pitch wasn't count, his fault. His pitch count was not that high. He could have stayed in the game. Could have, would have, should have. That's why I don't think Kevin Cash should be considered a, that good of a manager. Makes a lot of boneheaded decisions like that. But Montgomery, I think Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Rangers, I think these guys, will be, they'll be in on him. He'll get a five-year deal, probably 20 to 25 also. That seems to be the sweet spot with a lot of these free agents. 
Next up, though, the man from Japan, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, right-hander from the Oryx Buffaloes. He's 25 years old. He is going to get a massive deal. Yankees, Mets, Red Sox are, are considered the three front runners for him. I want him. I think he would be an amazing piece. He's young, seven years, 30 million, whatever it is. What I think he's I, got to get. Yeah, what I've heard about, um, you know, this guy coming over from Japan is that, you know, the Yankees and Mets are the two teams that want him the most. Yeah. But the Mets are going to have the hardest time. They're going to be the hardest sell right now because they are the team that's going to be the hardest pressed to show that they can compete. I think that the Dodgers are going to be right in the mix with this as well, and they should be. Um, anytime. Exactly. Um, you know, anytime you're a West Coast team, I think a sleeper team, and it's a team that hasn't been mentioned. I think that this is a team that has an exciting enough uh, fan base right now and an exciting enough future that they may be able to convince him, and they do have a history of having a deep pocketbook. Is this the team that I think is going to get the next guy on this list? It could be the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, they 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 are someone that should not be slapped on um, in the Yamamoto sweepstakes. You're right. And I, I think he's just an exciting young pitcher. They're saying he's Tanaka when he's young. And then as he loses the fastball, he's got the potential to turn into a uh, Hiroki Kuroda and pitch till he's 40 years old. Just absolute great command on top of the power that he has. I'm going to throw a team out, maybe the Orioles, because they have a really low payroll right now. They don't they like do. to pay players. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but they're, but I mean, but their you owners, have to think. Their owner said, if you want me to pay players, I got to raise all the prices. But I mean, you have to think they might even, they might consider it or even, you know, just, just because they're, they're, they have, they're so it, close. It makes sense, but it's just not something that they would do. Well, especially when the last time they paid someone was Chris Davis. Good old crush. <laughs> they're still paying him. Mm-hmm. Crush it, Chris. <laughs> Last guy, though, to talk about today, Shohei Otani, starter, DH, angel, unicorn, age 29. He's not going to start next year as a pitcher. He's going to be a year off with the injury and the surgery, Tommy John and all that. He's going to – I don't think he takes a one-year prove-it deal. I think he takes a deal north of $450 million with escalators to bring it over five. I don't know if he gets 10 years but he'll get a high AAV on top of it. Eight, nine years seems to be the sweet spot, maybe an option for 10, like the Yankees did with Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. Mariners is where I think Dodgers are another team. The Mets are going to be all in on him. I think the Mets, the Mets to pay for him. Yeah. I think the Mets are going to be used to drive up the price. That's Shohei is going to use the Mets to drive up the price. I would not be surprised if he ends up in the Bronx. But I, I think that he's I think he stays on the West Coast and I do think that he he ends up a Dodger. I think the Dodgers are the team that's gonna get him. Mariners is really where I would put my money. I think San Francisco might take a shot at him too. I mean they missed that. Take a a shot, but he's not gonna want to go to San Fran. He's gonna want to wear Dodger blue. He is regretting going to the Angels and wishes he signed with the Dodgers. Absolutely. I think that Mariners, Dodgers, I do think the Giants do have a chance. But I think West Coast is probably really where he wants to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's sad, but also, you know, the Mariners have a sneaky track record with Japanese-born players, Ichiro, Travis Ishikawa. Just they have a good track record of players. The The Mariners are very big in Japan. I think that's where he goes. But now let's get into some of the MLB awards. 
I'm going to name the award. I'm going to name the three people who are up for it. Just give me who you think's going to win. No explanation. Rapid fire. Manager of the year, AL. Bochi, Cash, Hyde. Who, who's going to win? Bochi. I uh, think Bochi. Yeah, Bochi. Sweep for Bochi. NL. Council, Shoemaker, Snitker. I think it's going to be Skip Shoemaker. I think it's Snitker. I'm going to agree with Ben. NL Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll, James Outman, Kodai Senga. Wish it was Senga. It's going to be Carroll. It can't Corbin be Carroll. Senga. It's Corbin, it's Corbin Carroll. Carroll. AL Rookie of the Year, you got Tanner Bibby, Tristan Cassis, Gunnar Henderson. feel like this is Gunnar Henderson's award. Gunner. Yeah, it, I mean, the other guys are just there as, as placeholders. It's Gunnar. Yeah. AL Cy Young, Garrett Cole, Kevin Gausman, Sonny Gray. Garrett Cole never won one, and I think he gets his first. Yeah, this is so yeah, this is this is Garrett's year. NL Cy Young, Zach Gallen, Blake Snell, Logan Webb. I do think this ends up going to Snell, but I would not be surprised if Gallen gets it. I've been saying all year it should be Gallen. Yeah, I think it's Gallen too. Next up, NL MVP, Acuna Betts Freeman. Should be Acuna. I think it's gonna be Betts. See, I think it should I think it should be Betts, but it's gonna be Acuna. I think it's gonna be Acuna. You guys are just on the same way. It's going to be Acuna. It has to. Well, I mean, we, we're, we're, we're Braves haters. So. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> AL MVP, Shohei Otani, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. It's Otani. It's always Otani. See, I think it shouldn't be Otani, especially, you know, With considering. I, I, look, I think when you, especially you missed the last month of the season, your team doesn't make the playoffs. Right. I, I agree, you should right. not be allowed to win MVP. Judging by that, give it to, uh, I mean, but you also shouldn't have two nominees from the same team. Uh, give give me Semyon. I'm going to say Seager. All right, even split. Now, just to touch on some of the other things we had going on, the Roberto Clemente Award for uh, just basically charity work and all that. Aaron Judge has won that. The Player's Choice for who they think is the best player, Ronald Acuna Jr. won that. The Platinum Gloves, Fernando Tatis in the NL. Andre Simon is in the AL. That's going to do it here for us, though, for the Outsider Sports Baseball Podcast. Ben Mandel, John Pauline, Corey Jason signing off, and we'll see you guys next week.